1: Greetings and welcome Welcome to this month's broadcast of Edge Talk Radio, Going to the Arapalooza. This is Katherine Taylor, and I'm your host for this series, and it consists of a series of conversations that I'm having with the vendors that participate in Echo Bodine's monthly event called the Arapalooza, located at the Center for Intuitive Living, and that address is 5356 Chicago Avenue South in Minneapolis. It's a monthly event that just, it's like this bizarre of, of talented healers and readers that you can come and from 10 to 5 on the third Saturday of every month, you can just pick and choose. It's like a smorgasbord of healers. There's psychics and there's numerologists and medical intuitives and I do the EFT and the inner child work and the Akashic Records and Don Snyder does the Akashic Records and the basement is filled with people who are doing body work and there's all sorts of readers and shamanistic talents and a gift shop with Christy, who I had the conversation with last month. and So it's an event that you do not want to miss. And these broadcasts will give you a way to get a feel for the different vendors that are participating. Today I have two of those conversations and my first conversation is with Allison James. Now Allison was born a naturally gifted psychic medium and she's one of the finest professionals and most referred names by those in the know. She's got integrity, she's got an objective approach, and she's got an established career that stays on point with fine-tuned, focused readings, utilizing her efficient, modern question, direct methodology. Allison has a strong affinity with animals of all kinds and is a successful healer. She is the genuine real deal and is one of the most sought after, and for good reason. She consistently delivers and proves beyond any doubt that loved ones live on. The evidence, facts, and irrefutable validations that Allison brings through offers readings on many levels to those on this side and the other. Now, at the actual Arapalooza, and you'll hear this in my conversation with her, she offers readings. She offers uh, pet readings. And she does so, I believe, in 15-minute or 30-minute readings that will give you a taste for what Allison has to offer. So without further ado, I would like to welcome my first guest, Allison Jane. So Allison, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to the EDGE community about the gifts that you offer not only to the Twin Cities and at the Arapalooza, but in a variety of events. So, could you begin by just giving the listeners a little of an idea of what the evolving of your your talent was and how that was for you as a child, and then how it morphed into this very successful practice?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. Um... Well, I guess I start from my birth. I was born wired um, as a psychic medium and animal communicator, um, or as I call it, animal intuitive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I'll explain a little bit more about that later. And I saw my own birth, and and also my mother had fallen with a 50-pound bag of potatoes on me, and I knew that. And so when I got older, I asked her about it. Interesting. <laughs> So so she's like, Yep, yeah, busted, um, you know, and she's my everyone in my family is pretty much wired. However, I'm the only one that later in life truly developed it. And I was raised my my grandmothers were a very close influence, my great grandmother and grandmother and they're both Ojibwe. And they were really good at helping me kind of understand, you know, even at that really young infancy age, um, mm-hmm. of what this gift is, um, or Mm -hmm. what it is to me. And they kept me safe. Um, because as a kid, when you're wired as a medium, um, there are a lot of folks that want to talk to you from the other side.
0: And Mm -hmm. so they do,
2: they do all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, and they would, and I'd always be like, mom, you know, make them be quiet. Grandma, you know, you know, I just, I'm just a kid. Mm And, you know, and so it was a huge responsibility. And eventually, you know, it, it got to the point where it might, you know, it was almost too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was lucky. I had family that kind of allowed me to be a kid versus, you know, going to work at the age of, you know, one, you know, a little little young to start the workforce, you know, And, and, and so, yeah, yeah. And, and so I moved on and, you know, I, um, went through school and did all that, even knowing that I get all this information. But yet, when I first started school, to me, it's normal. It's as normal as breathing. So mm-hmm. when when I, you know, met new friends or whatever, I thought I was doing good. And I'd be like, oh, your grandma, you know, the one mm-hmm. that, you know, had the had the funny ear. Well, she, you know, she's telling me, blah, blah And they're like, well, she's dead. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's right here, you oh, know. Goodness, and, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I be, I became that kid. I was the one that either scared the heck out of people simply because, you know, I got stuff mm-hmm. and or I was the kid that was like, after questions, you know, let's let's do some stuff, <laughs> right? I was the fun kid. And so it really depended, you know, who I was speaking to at what given time and what they were looking for. And that was my childhood kind of doing that. And then, oh gosh, at what point did it change? Um, well, I went to school. I became a... a a master hairdresser, platform artist. I traveled extensively in the U.S. teaching. Um, also had a swan, you know, swans, and and that was kind of. I think of that as my previous life, and yeah. I, I did really great in that field. But spirit had other ideas, and I got uh, contact dermatitis. I stopped breathing when I was doing a perm, and it was just you know one thing after the other. Going, girl, you need to move on, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I, I just doing hair you know and and the industry and and so I I pulled out and then I'm like now what it's like well do what you're supposed to do and I'm like well how am I supposed to do what I do so I just you know it kind of started when I was doing hair where I'd be telling people stuff not realizing that I was picking up information on them which I've thus thus learned throughout the years that ethically you probably shouldn't do that you should wait until they're with you you know <laughs> sitting in front of you having a client you know and, and so I've changed that I, I don't just offer free free will information willy-nilly and yeah. um, you know and so because there's always more questions that's the problem right, right? One, one bit and then everybody like, tell me more tell me more tell me more and it's like ah, I'm not working right now mm-hmm. um so that kind of was bad nobody kept you know kept telling me and how I actually eventually went, okay, 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 uncle, I'll do the work, you know, is um, I was working at a salon, and this gentleman comes in, and he looks right at me. I know he's reading me. I can feel it, you know, Uh, telepathically. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, ray ray gun, right in there. And and I told him verbally, I just said, get out of my head, and he starts laughing. And, well, he would come every Thursday and do readings for people. He was a very gifted um, psychic medium. And finally he's like, sit down. And I finally sat down and he said, when are you going to do the work? You know, you, you know, this is who you are. And I said, I'm a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. He goes, sure, you're a hairdresser, but you're also a psychic medium and, you know, and this and that. And I'm like, ah, I know, I know, I know. And he's like, so when are you going to do it? And I'm like, I, I, I'm not. I'm a hairdresser. And we argued about it. And then eventually just one thing rolls into another. And how uh, the one thing I've learned is when spirit wants you to do something, spirit will be very tenacious.
0: Right, Spirit was Mm
2: -hmm. very tenacious Mm -hmm. with me and Mm -hmm. I finally, I finally did and I, like everyone else, I beseech spirit for four signs, you know, big ones. (laughs) Uh I'm no different. I'm no different. You know, I mean, we have that brain, you know, that logic and reason that wants to make sense of what doesn't make sense with logic and reason, which is intuition. Mm -hmm. And so... I did it, and I, I kind of never looked back. And when I finally admitted that I I wanted to do this work, of course, there were teachers along the way, several actually. And then I met many teachers, and to this day I still have you know a lot of teachers. You never stop learning. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you always know, have to have that beginner's mind, and that's how I look at every reading I do for people. Whether I've done a reading for them once twice three times you know it's the mm-hmm. same it's a different reading every time because we're different people each time right Mhm, mhm. yeah and, so are they actually
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. exactly and and so that is kind of how how it went and then you know throughout the years it's you know then you develop it's like how how do i do what i do which is that's mm-hmm. the challenging part because i pretty much get the grand monty. i i get i see i feel i know i sense i taste i hear and Mm -hmm. then you know a lot of people would think well that's great to have all those abilities right
1: sort of Mm -hmm. yeah it's overwhelming though
2: it's overwhelming and then i have Mm -hmm. to you know make executive decisions with each client about what abilities am i going to use and where are we going to go and you know, it's, it's fun for me because it's, it's problem solving at its finest, you know, how am I mm-hmm. going to put all this together, these abilities to work with this particular client at this particular time? So it's like, what kind of cake am I going to, you know, mm-hmm. what ingredients mm-hmm. am I going to get for that cake? And so each reading is like that, you know, discerning what, what is necessary. And then we, you know, get into it and
3: in mm-hmm. each reading
2: I've deter- you know, and, and the way I work is a little bit different in that I ask people for questions, which, a lot of people think, oh, you're never supposed to tell a psychic anything. Well, that's the mm. equivalent um, to going to your doctor
1: and mm-hmm. saying,
2: doc, am I sick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right? Guess, guess what I have. <laughs> guess what I have. Come on. I, I dare
2: you. I dare you. I dare you. And, and the problem with that is it takes a lot of time to get there, right? So right. You're wasting time. And then also, you still haven't really laid out because the client's the boss. You know, we're right. here to provide service. So mm-hmm. the client really needs to take that responsibility and say, hey, this is the deal. It's about my relationship, and, and here's some of the backstory." And then you get in there. And then for mm-hmm. us, as your reader, we can just then go, okay, we got the whole baseline, and then we'll jump from here. And right. then you add to it. And mm-hmm. and that's, you know, I guess what I'm always telling clients. It's like, you're the boss. You know, um, tell me what you need, and mm-hmm. I will provide. And mm-hmm. so it's important to do that. Um even though, you know, a lot of times on TV they say, you know, don't. But that's wonderful for drama. And I try to keep the drama to a minimum because when you're getting information that is unknown to you, it's kind of a shock to the client because they're like, How do, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's right. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so Exactly. You ha- mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So you have to mm-hmm. kind of keep, them, keep a client somewhat nervous so they not don't go into shock on you because
1: then it's really hard to
2: communicate.
0: Well, and
1: it's hard also for them to integrate it. And so, yes. you know, it's important, like you're saying, to normalize it so that they can take it and use it. And it's not just something that they got at a psychic fair. You know, it's like real practical if you keep it non-dramatic. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. and then
2: they, they can have enough time to feel comfortable enough to get more clarity. And you can always get more clarity out of reading. And I highly recommend trying to get as much as you can within Obviously, the given amount of time that you book,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: that, of course, plays into that. You know, Rome was not built in a day. We cannot cover it all in 15 <laughs> minutes. Right. Um, you know, that would be crazy. I mean, both of us would be losing our minds. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can certainly get a lot of information in no matter, you know, because every reading for me is has a beginning, middle, and end. I look at it as, you know, a micro novel or mm-hmm. at least a chapter.
0: Mm-hmm. and
2: And we focus on the area. And that's the best thing whenever you're getting a reading, Always focus on an area because then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And, Catherine, there's always going to be questions on questions on questions. Right. Right. You think, oh, Mm -hmm. I only have one question. That's a lot of people Mm -hmm. like at events. They'll say, I only have one question. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that's about 20 questions. Right. 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 As soon as you get Mm -hmm. going and putting it out there, you're like, oh, 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 yeah, ask this too. Yes. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sweet. It's it's fun. It's great fun. It is. That's been, I mean, and then. Then also with that, when I, God, I, don't, I there's, there's so many different ways of uh, where I've been in my life with how I've got to where I am. I also did, um, do a lot of shamanic work, or did a lot of shamanic mm,
1: work. Yes, I read that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I was um, training with Dr. Michael Harner with the, at the Foundation mm-hmm. for Shamanic Studies when I lived out in Manhattan, and I was being groomed to actually travel the world uh, teaching core shamanism, which I was thrilled about. I was mm-hmm. so so excited about it. And then Mike contacted me, and he said, "We need to talk." And I said, "Yeah, I know." (laughs) And we got—I knew what was was coming. And he said, "Allison, you're a seer," and I'm like, "Ah, I know, I know." And he goes, "That's your walk in life," and I said, "I know." And he said, "You're also a very gifted healer." However, you got to make a decision how this is going to be. And I—Oh, interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Teaching
2: core shamanism is going to, you know, be your best life. And I went you're right, the travel would have been great. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. And meeting all the people. but um, mm-hmm. And I love doing the shamanic work, and that's what I do now with it.
1: That's great. So how do you work? Do you work on the phone, or do you see people in person? Is it a, is it a little bit of both? And I know that you have a lot of, you know, um, ways that you bring your gifts to the world, like the Art and your psychic mm-hmm. Gallery. Can we talk a little bit about what you offer and, the methods that you offer.
2: Oh, certainly. Um, absolutely. So I I do events. Um, like you mentioned, Oropalooza, which is my absolute favorite, and I think I've gone mm. on five years of service. That's you said. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? I Isn't love it. it so,
1: yeah. It's such a neat – my husband calls it a uh, gypsy bazaar, which I think is just really cute. You just go in there and it the is. energy, the oh. energy is so high. It is, know? and
2: it's, it's it's a really – Loving energy and I think that's why I I over and over and over again. I mean when echo asked me Five years ago if I want to do the event. I was like well Yeah, are you Mm -hmm. kidding? I'm all Mm -hmm. over that you bet I will and so yeah, I've only missed two and What I do there, which, you know, which I do at other events too, but this is, this is my mainstay. This is my base and oh gosh, I love it. And there's Mm -hmm. so many gifted um, healers and and readers at the event that echoes, you know, Mm -hmm. compiled. She's really Mm -hmm. done her due diligence and um, how I, what I do there because we're doing a 15 minute or 30, 30 minute reading for me anyways, is that I do psychic readings and I do animal readings Mm -hmm. because the timing is it doesn't allow us to go deeper and it's, um, I do um, and I also do obviously mediumship I'm a trans medium and I can explain that if, if you'd like and then I also okay. am an animal intuitive um, and but yet doing mediumship or rainbow bridge which is for the animals who have um, crossed over
0: mm-hmm. there's
2: not enough time and because I go so deep with people it really brings up emotion which is when mm-hmm. you lose somebody you have a lot of emotion as well and then you're left kind of going, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doing all this emoting, and it was just crammed together in such a short time. Right. I I can't, I can't. So finally, I had to make an, a decision, and I decided that I wouldn't be offering that at these mm-hmm. events. And do and Spirit mm-hmm. actually woke me up and said, Allison, you're putting too much into, you know, too little a time. And I went, you know, you're right. You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
2: so i don't offer that there but i do full-time this is what i do full-time and i have an office in bloomington and the majority of work i do is by phone
3: because mm-hmm. i work around
2: the globe and people mm-hmm. can just call in and for some people they prefer it because they're like oh my yes. god she can't even see me so how does she know, <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> well that's
1: almost more because you're not impacted by the physicality of people Mm-mm. i do a Mm-mm. lot of the record stuff and i prefer <sighs> to do it by phone for that very reason because you're okay. really connecting to the unseen mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you're yeah. taking
2: out an extraneous goo, and that's mm-hmm. just getting removed, right? And and I right. mean, the thing is, I don't need to see the person to do what exactly. I do. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely don't. And and that's partially why I do, um, you know, Oropalooza is that people meet me and go, "Oh, you're not a weirdo."
1: <laughs> 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 it's like For you're really a if decent you are, person. You're in really good company there. <laughs> The bar's pretty high. Oh, there. God oh, pretty is
2: full, I know. I know. I said the truth. It's just you know because really there's all sorts of yeah. ideas about what this work is, and when you do yeah. it professionally, it's very different because I'm getting people bringing you know huge issues,
0: yeah. you know,
2: life, mm-hmm. death, you know, um, you, you name it. Um, people always say, well, "Who are your clients?" I said, "Everyone."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. On both sides. On both sides. <laughs> all sides. multi yeah. sides. Yeah. And 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 so that that's you know yeah except for i as far as minors go or people who are at risk adults um i use their loved one as a proxy because obviously oh, they're okay. not in a place to do that so i mm-hmm. they become my lens and that's how i also work with animals but of course i do animals and um you know non-human animals as well <laughs> <laughs> we got to qualify that we are and so then what i do is i link to the person you know, through, and how I do what I do is I, it's it's a little, I don't know how much time we have, but I link to the person as my anchor. Then I, my soul leaves and goes wherever it needs to go to garner the information and or to speak with your loved ones and merge with them. And I merge during the reading and I link with the person, their mind, body and soul and the person on the other person's on
3: the Mm -hmm. other side
2: or even on this side. But if they're alive then you know there's there's huge ethics in this industry that yeah. I I can't mm-hmm. merge with that you know like if if you're asking about a loved one on this side but what I can do is go back to a previous experience that you had with them and apply the questions that the client asks to that situation because mm-hmm. that's that's a situation that already happened and right. you were face to face. So I use that kind of as my base. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there's
2: there's ways of getting around it, but yet also remaining ethical and that's mm-hmm. always my challenge because or people were like, Well, where's the will? <laughs> that's, right.
0: that's
2: you know, or tell me about what stocks and bonds I should have and it's like, right. Oh, that's bad juju. I mean you're asking me for bad karma here.
0: Yeah. Um
2: <laughs> you know, you get that all the time. And I mean if that exactly. were the case I could do it, right, for myself, Mm -hmm. but then again, I'd be giving myself really bad karma. So Mm -hmm. no, you you have to be legit. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Part of the art is helping the client form the question that is within the ethics.
2: Oh, bingo.
1: You got that or that.
2: And, you know, it reminds me of the thing, you know, keep writing it on the chalkboard, but that was when you were naughty, you know, at school. (laughs) (laughs) But with this, (laughs) this way you just keep going over and it's like, so really, here we go. Now we've got a nice, clear, concise question to present to spirit. Because when you do present those clear and concise questions to spirit, you get clear and concise questions, answers Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. If it's kind of sort of maybe should, which should means, Maybe it's a right, it's never a yes or no. Or and with readings, I try not to go for yes or no's because it's not about what I think, it has nothing to do with what I think Mm -hmm. or how I feel. It's a professional reading, and I'm here providing a service Mm because a lot of people, well, what do you think? And it's like, you know what, I that's not for me to step into. This is between you and spirit, I'm here as your intermediary, and and that's you always have to remain very clear about that, Mm -hmm. you know. And we're not psychologists. Right. Definitely not. Well, yeah, I am. But, it, yeah,
1: it. I understand, though, how you're continually redefining things, redefining things for the client so that it's within the ethics. Okay, before mm-hmm. we run out of time, I loved on your website that you called yourself an animal interpreter, and now you're mm-hmm. using intuitive. But can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your work with animals before we uh, run Absolutely.
2: out of time? You bet. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of I've, I've changed around what that means because the animal communicator talks with the animal. Mhm. I not only talk with the animal I am the animal I merge with the animal I become so okay. when there's questions mm-hmm. about health or you know is my animal in pain I can tell you pretty definitively where and how and how it's connected, etc, and so on. And so what again, I'll go from the person from the client to their pet, because again, you have a relationship. I also Mm -hmm. ask for everybody that's in that household, because all those dynamics come into play. It's not just your animal, and it's not Mm -hmm. just you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I, you know, like, say, if somebody's asking about, you know, well, Sophie, you know, has been doing this weird thing with her back leg, can you tell me what that might be about? And I'll get in there and it might be, well, actually, I get, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I can't really tell time, but this the energy feels tight, you know, so that tells me it's it wasn't too long ago. She actually jumped off your purple couch. I do mm-hmm. have a purple couch. It's like, it's mm-hmm. uh-huh, mm-hmm. really pretty, you know. <laughs> well, how do you know that? It's like, because I'm in your house with Sophie. What? <laughs> 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 and, you know, those are the parts that kind of, again, make people go, whoa, 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 whoa. And you yeah. have to validate. You know, Catherine, with my my work, with what I do, if I do not validate or give markers, i.e. breadcrumbs, right. for the future, mm-hmm. I'm not doing my job. So I've got right. to validate what I'm getting, everything. Right. I can't just mm-hmm. talk off the top of my head, even though it's very magical and sounds wonderful. I still have to prove it. And right. It's just,
0: mm-hmm. you know, as, evidence. Awesome.
2: Give evidence. And, mm-hmm. and the same thing goes with, um, you know, um, giving markers, which are situations that have already happened. It's piece by piece by piece. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so with the animals, I don't need them present. I ask, ask that they're not present because they know they're being read.
0: Mm-hmm. you know
2: same with children and so they're like mama 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 you know oh, yeah. dad dad pet me pet me look you know at me. Yeah, look at look me. me look at me yeah and and, and I'm trying you know it's like an artist right trying to paint with a brush and you got somebody <laughs> pulling your arm away and it's so <laughs> that's why I'm going stay <laughs> home and I and everybody's like oh but I really want you to meet Buffy you know and I'm like I know I know show me a picture afterwards because I don't need pictures um you yeah. know to do what I do and but I love to look at them you know and so that's that's how it works with um, animals, and, and really it's the same with kids and at-risk adults. Um, and I, you know, and with the mediumship, I would say because I'm a trans medium, that is one of my specialties. Uh, definitely a specialty is my mediumship, mm-hmm. and I do use that with every reading, but on a much lesser sense, you know, because I actually do merge with the client, and that, that is part of being a trans medium. Mm-hmm. That's not a psychic. Mm-hmm. And as you know and I'm sure everybody else knows, all mediums are psychics, but psychics are not mediums. And right. that's that's mm-hmm. where it differs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
2: mm-hmm. and you know, and we all have specialties. I mean that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing where yeah, I like I said earlier when we were talking, I do get get all the above, but that's not necessarily true. Um you know, there are there psychometrists, you know, the lost and found thing that we mentioned with the will. Mm-hmm. There actually is um, people who are incredibly gifted psychi- right. psychometrists.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Psychometrists, there we go. And also chiromancers, you know, palmists. and
0: mm-hmm. They're
2: amazing. I mean, they're just, oh, it's not, that's just not where I go in my wheelhouse, you know. And so I refer out a lot
1: mm-hmm. for that
2: reason because there are so many gifted people like at Orupalooza.
1: Right, right, that have those specialties. Well, and I figure we're all basically employed by the universe, and mm-hmm. so if we let the universe know what our talents are and they know, then they energetically bring the right people to us. Don't you feel that? That there's just an yeah. energetic, uh, you know, match. Yeah. I
2: Oh, yeah. absolutely. I have people walk in and go, I-, I was just drawn to you. And I'm like, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent. just beam light over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, it's
2: like, and they're like, I don't know. Or I've had, I have had one person one time or two. It happened twice. It was like I was driving by and I saw the signage. I've never yeah. been to one of these events. I've never been to a psychic. I've never been to... Right. Anybody like you, and it's freaking me out, and I don't know why I'm here. And it's like, well, well, right. No. <laughs> right. Exactly. right. And what should we do with this? You know, now here you are, right? And yeah. oh, yeah, your loved ones on the other side are guiding and directing and your angels, your guides. They're always there, always 24 7. Well, not 24 7. That'd be creepy if they're in the shower with you, but you know, <laughs> right? Um, you know,
1: the hold right. the
2: curtain. It's like, hey, stand outside. Yeah, you know? That's
1: what I do with my brother. He just passed. November uh-huh. I said, Okay, just I'm gonna pull the curtain now. Just leave me alone. Right, right. Just you know, I'm
2: busy, I'm busy. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you have to tell your loved ones that, you know, when they come to visit, is that I'm driving, this is really a bad time, Charlie. Can you you know, can we wait a minute until I get home, you know, and then we'll talk at five twenty. You can right, make agreements see. with your loved ones just like you can when they were on this side in hands. their body. Same yeah. deal. You yeah. talk to them, believe me, trust me, they hear you. They yeah. are you know, and they love you, and it's like you you put out, you beseech them, you put that out that, hey, you know, I'm having a, kind of a tough time. Can you help me? Believe me, they show up.
0: Yeah, and they
2: give yeah. us signs and do things all the time. But, you know, we're human, and we use our logic and reason, which is really not intuition.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what
2: we do is we negate it, or we don't believe right. it, that that can't be so. It came so easily. And right. it can be so. Absolutely. And before we leave, there's always one thing I like to run by people, especially with my galleries, is that, and I always talk about this in my gallery, it's like we always we always get it, i.e. intuition, and then we think we made it up. That's our logic right. and reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: intuition always comes first, and we think we made it up. Now, mm-hmm. if we made it up, we'd have to make it up and then get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's not intuition. That's, uh, you know, creative thinking. Sometimes it'll get you there, but um, mm-hmm. intuition always comes first. It's 100% correct 100% of the time. And so... Um with the gallery, I just mentioned that I might as well talk about it is that a gallery I just started again. I took off the summer, sorry, guys, um but mm-hmm. i'm going to be doing starting in August at Northeast Wellness, which is a wellness clinic which I love, is mm-hmm. that um I do a psychic gallery where everyone can come together, you know in an open forum group, and mm-hmm. I make connections with your loved ones as many as I can, you know given the time and my energy level, it it takes a great deal out of me to do what I do, which is obvious, you know, that would be obvious. Mm -hmm. And so what I do there is, um, yes, it's proving that there's life hereafter, but the way I look at it is the healing continues, you know, just because somebody stepped out of their body, their soul is alive and well and all your memories go with you. And so mm-hmm. if there's unfinished business, you can still work on that. Exactly.
0: You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times
2: people just want to check in and say, you know, how's, how's my grandpa doing? And, you know, and then I allow them to have communication back and forth. So I do it differently than a spiritualist technique, which is what a lot of people do as spiritualist. Mine, I guess, is my own It it through the years of, you know, doing thousands of readings, it's just kind of morphed into what I do now Mm -hmm. and and how I do it. And again, like I say, I try to keep the drama as low as possible so that Mm -hmm. we can actually have real conversations. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the gallery is a two-hour event. And it's all mixed people. Sometimes, you know, some uh, people who know each other as a family group will come together as well. And it's just truly amazing because the spirit touches each and every one in there. Even if they don't get a reading, mm-hmm. I get these letters afterwards where it's like, my God, you didn't read me. And, and, and I know that my, you know, my mom was there because I could hear her talking in my ear when I was there or so on and so forth. Right. So it's just a, open that portal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this mm-hmm.
2: pool of loving kindness that you know all this stuff happens and I mean I walk away from each gallery just shaking my head going what the heck happened that's amazing
1: yeah, you know I feel like I'm so the cool. observer
2: even though I'm the one in the mix you know right and,
1: right you're the oh, it's,
2: yeah it's mm-hmm. cool stuff cool being yeah
1: I love it well can you give your contact information because we're now sure. running out of time but <laughs> your website and, and however people can get a hold of you and set up appointments and then of course you're at the R.A. which is the third Saturday of every month, and that's from 10 to 5 at Echo Bodine Center for Intuitive Living. But how else can people get a hold of you,
2: Allison? u s James, J-A-M-E-S, or .us. So again, it's <laughs> www.allisonjames.us. And all my information is on my website. All booking happens there because I'm with clients. Even though I'd love to help you but I can't and I don't answer the phone for the other reason. I talk for a living and and I'm on you know, I'm with clients. And so the best way to contact me is through my website, through my contact form on there. Because then you're in order in which I received it. Um mm-hmm. because you can imagine I I get a lot of information every day from, from clients or would be clients. And so I've got to kinda of go through those. And so the best way is from my website. You can certainly call and leave a message and I will text you back. Mm-hmm. Um, again I don't call you back um i wouldn't i I'd be on the phone more than I was doing clients you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell you exactly the truth. yep so that's that's how you get a hold of me. And all my information is on my website. it literally walks you through how to prepare um what to, what you can expect. I also have my testimonials on there, um which I recommend you read because it it really kind of tells you from the client's perspective how how they're getting it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can explain it how I do it, but I can't explain it from the other angle. And mm-hmm. so that's how um you know you know, you all can get a hold of me that way and and I'll definitely respond back to you as quickly as I can. And Catherine, I want to thank you so much for um interviewing me today and allowing me on your program. I greatly appreciate that. And look forward to seeing you at Palooza.
1: Yeah. And I think August seventeenth is our next one. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yay. All right. Can't wait yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. And I'm really, really having fun kind of featuring all of the vendors. So and I'm going through the room, you know, I'm starting at the top and going back. So it's been a real pleasure, Allison. It's nice to talk to you because when we're there, we never get a chance. No. <laughs> you know, missing. we barely get a chance to wave to people. So this yeah. is nice to spend this time with you as well. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you, see you in a few. All right. Take care. Have a lovely day.
2: You too. Bye-bye.
1: My next conversation was with Wes Hamilton. Now, Wes is a master numerologist. And when you first meet Wes, you get the feeling that you've known him for a long time. He's personable. He understands you at a heart level. He's easy to talk to and fun to take golfing, quote unquote, from him. He brings insight with him wherever he goes. The good news is he figured out how to do this, and he can teach you to be insightful to with numerology. At the Arpalooza, he does 15-minute readings that gives you an idea of how the numbers in your name and the numbers in your birth date really line up and give you information about yourself that is useful. Many of his clients want more in-depth numerology readings, and you can arrange that with Wes at the event or through his website, which is simply www.westhamilton.com. He's based out of New Hope, Minnesota, but you can find him in Fargo, North Dakota, and Sedona, Arizona, and Orlando, and Bonita Springs, Florida, but also the third Saturday of every month at the R. set. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Wes Hamilton. So, Wes, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, welcome, and thank you for taking this time. And I know that you've been involved with the Palooza for a long time. But for some people, I don't think there's probably many left at this point in your career. But anybody in the edge community that might be new to the community and not know a lot about your backstory, can you first just give us an idea of how you even got into this as a career and what your interest was and what pulled you into it?
3: Sure, <laughs> kind of a uh story that you read in a lot of books. Uh, Of course, a woman got me involved with this. I was having (laughs) a uh, spiritual meltdown and went on a two-week retreat to Sedona, Arizona with a group of 104 of us with the Melchizedek priesthood. And it was a great two-week retreat. We learned a lot. We struggled a lot. We became enlightened, at least in in that two weeks we thought we were. And during uh, the closing part of it, I wanted to stay for a few extra days so I could integrate all the things that I had experienced. And three other people uh, apparently decided to do the same thing. So as we were waving goodbye to the other hundred people on the buses, we decided we would walk back into Boynton Canyon
0: mm-hmm.
3: which is pretty much an all day walk in and out mm-hmm. so we're walking in and and this lady was walking side of me and she was being friendly and there was a i guess a cougar following us and she kept saying kitty 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 which i thought wasn't too smart but <laughs> kept asking <laughs> me lots of questions about who I am and where i'm from and what i do and that sort of thing and she started to ask me, you know, how do you spell your name? What's your middle name? And I thought, oh, boy, i got a stalker here. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> so I kept along with the story and kept uh, feeding her information. And on the way out of the canyon, uh, she started to tell me about myself. And I said, how do you know all these things? And she said, well, I'm a therapist, and I use numerology, to help my clients understand themselves and where they're at in life and where they're going and what their past has been about and where their future opportunities lie. And like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So we, uh, we you know, became friends and exchanged uh, phone numbers and said, let me uh, send you some information on it. So we each went back to our prospective home. She lives in Florida. I live in Minnesota. So... Um, there wasn't much going on back then, in as far as emails and so forth. So, uh, about two weeks later, she sent me a whole pile of paperwork. And mm-hmm. in that paperwork, I recognized my name, and there was some information about my life and my future. And but it was so overwhelming, I thought, "Oh my God, this is easier for me just to listen to her talk instead of trying to read through all this." So I put it away, and didn't look at it. And She called me a few weeks later. She said, what did you think of all that information? I said, well, it was really fascinating. She said, are you interested in it? And I said, you know, actually, I don't get it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we ended up talking about learning about numerology, and, and uh, she said, well, if you ever come to Florida, I'll, I'll teach you. So uh, I went down there for a week and spent some time with her, and ended up we became – involved with each other and had a great relationship over three years flying back and forth every other month. And I learned a lot about numerology. So when I felt I had become a master numerologist is when other numerologists from around the country would call me for a reading. Oh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And I said, why, why is it that you feel I have more information? And they said, you see the numbers different than a lot of us. And you're able to get into our head and our heart and our soul and, and uh, we need your perspective in order to get the complete picture. It's like, wow, okay. So that's when I became initiated as a master numerologist and at the Oropalooza, I uh, let people experience uh, numerology for 15 minutes with uh, what I call a mini reading mm-hmm. and I took all of my wisdom of learning about numerology for the last twenty five years and and I put it into a program I designed about who we're being and what we need to be doing. And right. that was my unique uh contribution to numerology with the uh numbers, you know, if if you're a number one, what does a number one do as far as who you, first who are you being and then second as you're being that, what should you be doing? And so I written that program and People love it, and uh i'm I'm really interested in getting this out to the world so as of now it 's on the internet for ten dollars I was Apple gonna Android. add right yeah mm-hmm. and uh lots and lots of people enjoy it and then a couple of times a year, I teach a class in what I call an authorization class to be a numerologist, and that's that's a eight hour class and it uh, helps people dig into the depth of the numbers and I show Mm -hmm. them from my perspective, what I believe numerology is. And then I weave some of the practical application into it. So Mm -hmm. I I really feel that when people understand who they are, they will know what to do. And my Mm -hmm. tagline is, uh, your greatness lies within your uniqueness.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm, Nice. Mm
3: -hmm. So it's knowing that, uh, number what I call your power number it's called your life path it's called a couple other things your birth path um I call it a power number
0: mm-hmm. when you know
3: who you are that represents 40 percent of your life mm-hmm. and that number is derived from giving getting your month day and the year uh totaled into one number so mm-hmm. sitting or I'm up in uh Northern North North Dakota right now, Lori and I are doing some uh, teamwork and leadership work with some school districts up here. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, had dinner last night with some of the leaders and I just asked casually, what day were you born? And they tell me, it's like, wow, you really are a leader in this. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, that was the conversation.
1: And Mm -hmm. that was the
3: conversation this morning at breakfast at 6.30. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I wish they knew. Yeah. Well, but let's back up for a minute because yeah. I'm curious about when the other numerologists were calling you and yes. were saying that you have a different perspective, what's your kind of understanding of, of your own contribution on that level? That what were you bringing to the readings that maybe more of a scientific numerologist was not bringing
3: Well, my perspective of it is learning about who you are, which is what most of the numerology does. My perspective that I feel is unique is once you know that, who will you be showing up as? Mm
0: -hmm.
3: It's who are you and then what to do. So my program is what I call the be-do perspective. Mm -mm. Who are you being? And once you're being that, now what are you doing? And so in the several trainings that Laurie and I do, uh, we have a whole program designed for each month. Here's who you are. Remember how to find your power number. That's who you're being. Now, during the month, the energy changes. So every month, for instance, uh, August coming up is an eight month. And in that eight months, There's a certain energy that shows up about solving problems, uh, managing things, organizing things. So if you're a number one, like I am in numerology, as that leader, seeker, strategist, how will I organize things? Hmm. And how will I manage things? And that is exactly what I'm doing up here in North Dakota, helping these leaders in these school districts organize uh, their school districts' buildings. Mm-hmm.
0: And we,
3: are, we are consulting with a company that remodels schools all over the state of Minnesota, and we help them understand communication and team building, that sort of thing. So in our training and what we help people do is, all right, this is who you are. This is the month you're in. This is the year you're in. Let's put all this information together. Now, who are you gonna be and what are you gonna be doing as your contribution to the vision for the team or the year or the school or that sort of thing. Oh, nice. so it's mm-hmm. a mathematical equation filled with logic that taps into that inner spirit of us who really knows a lot of this information.
1: Mm-hmm. January being a one or or how does that fold in?
3: Yes, yes. January is a one, and you and I are a one. So we are always interested in new beginnings, starting new things.
1: Mm-hmm. That'd like, be a power which, month for us then, right?
3: It's a power January? month for us to be a leader, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. And,
1: to kind
3: uh, of get the year. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: then uh, it's interesting because what I've learned from numerology is there's a month to go out and work with the... Uh, environment or projects and then there's a month the next month is usually about self-reflection Mm-hmm.
1: so if there's a year that breaks down to to a one would that be based like on 2019 you would just add those numbers or is it how would you figure out the year that would yeah. be that kind of month or that kind of drive
3: yeah. Right, 2019 Mm -hmm. is a three-year. You take the two and the one, and then the nine, add them up,
0: Mm it becomes
3: a 12, which is a three-year. So for Mm -hmm.
0: the
3: universe, the global year for all of us is a three, and it's about our creativity and Mm -hmm. expressing our unique artistic creativity in some form this year.
1: Oh, nice. What do the other numbers represent? They, they go up to, what, nine or ten? or?
3: Yeah, they go up to nine as far as what we work with with uh, our experience here on planet Earth, and then there are several master numbers above that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: so the number one represents our independence, our leadership skills, our uh, strategic abilities, our intuitive uh, gifts and that sort of thing a lot of our work comes from our intuition as a one a two is a very sensitive number a very sensitive energy that reads the energy of other people and the environment and is a great support oftentimes they have that number has the ability to lead but it would rather support the leader Mm-hmm. The number three is all about being creative and expressive. And the number three has a unique gift of being exceptionally uh, gifted with intelligence. And if I look at the energetic signature of the three, there's three different levels. The hmm. top part of the three, the middle part, and the bottom part. Uh, y- y- the three energy is able to be like an alchemist and bring what the in- intuitively know with their environmental, visual, with their uh, practical application. So threes are usually always looking at things from an analytical part.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Fours are are builders, are are practical people that make things happen. Threes, great, great ideas. Fours say, I can make that work for you. So fours are practical and logical and and they... uh, that number likes to know what the assignment is, what's expected, mm-hmm. and when do I get paid <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, number five is a fun number because that that's a restless spirit that one and mm. five five usually uh likes to drive a little bit over the speed limit uh, mm-hmm. likes to challenge things because it's a very competitive number, and they call it the number of the rebel because it wants to do things just a little bit different.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And and without that five energy, we'd all be stuck. The five energy disrupts us enough to reformat.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Mars energy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's got a lot of Mars energy with a lot of the uh, eight energy and the five energy together. I think that's what a Mars is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the six energy is all about uh, the service provider ah mm-hmm. it's typically a coach a counselor a teacher a healer and or a palooza when when i'm doing many readings there i'll bet 70 percent of those people have that six energy oh, and yeah. i'll bet half mm-hmm. of them don't even know that they're a healer
0: mm-hmm.
3: and when i show them about their gifts that are in their hands and ask ask them to just keep if your hands will heat up if you ask them to and they Oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
3: it's a built-in vibration. All Numerology measures vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. So what you're tapping into is what's the vibration of who you are? Mm-hmm. And when people meet each other, we have an inherent vibrational sensing device that if somebody's a one and they don't know it and they try to be a, two, a supportive person, there's a dissidence there that the person that's experiencing that knows something's not right.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a law. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm.
3: Cosmic law about you got to be who you are. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, A seven is what uh, numerology calls the researcher, the analyst, the person who likes to study science. It wants to know why. It it's the first number that looks outside of the uni- outside of uh, our Mother Earth environment and looks to the stars, the sky, the intuition mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. its answers.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: So the uh, seven energy is the king or the queen of questions. Uh-huh. Every mm-hmm. time a seven energy asks a question, a person will give them an answer which in a seven energy says, I got three more questions for you. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. keeps asking, asking, and it's the ultimate goal of the seven is to find the truth.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And when it's at the truth, they turn around and look and find, oh my gosh, I think I've become an expert in this. No one's ever gone this far. Mm -hmm. And so... From my own self, I was born in July. That's a seven energy.
0: I mm-hmm. was born
3: on the 16th with a seven. So I've got two sevens, which helps me understand that's why I had to find my unique truth to numerology.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: So the number eight is about the managing uh, energy. The, uh, the energy of an eight feels best if it, thinks, believes, or actually has control. Oh, interesting, yeah.
1: So that's kind of Leo, right? Doesn't that correlate with the astrological sign of Leo, August?
3: Yes, it does. In fact, I write a monthly newsletter uh, explaining what I call my forecast for the month. And I bring that up in my newsletter this month in August that the powerful energy of August, being the eight energy, is the same energy of that forceful energy of the Leo because mm-hmm. Leo likes to get things done and knows that once it's got its focus don't bother me with details it just moves right. forward
1: and they like to do it their way
3: <laughs> exactly yeah because mm-hmm. everything they have discovered gives them permission to yep i am in charge here mhm mhm so sometimes a person has that strong eight energy and I'll ask him is it important for you to feel like you have control and they're like
0: yeah not
3: so much so then I'll ask them well during the day do you probably check in with your family friends and every you know 10-15 minutes see what everybody's doing yeah well now you (laughs) feel like you have control you know where everybody is they're doing what you expect them to do now you can move forward like wow that's Mm, subtle (laughs)
0: interesting yeah.
3: What I love about the energy of the eight is the signature of it. It's the sweeping infinity symbol that goes up and then down again. Mm-hmm. My research on that has discovered the eight has an incredible intuition that says "I'm when, when I'm weaving my circle on the top, I'm gathering all my data from the universe, and then I'm weaving it down into my everyday activities to apply it.
0: Mm, nice. Mm-hmm.
3: so with that energy whenever I see an eight and I know that they're in a management position I'll ask them you understand the energy of the human spirit don't you and they're like yeah I guess I do I, I get them going I I talk to their spirit when I'm getting them motivated mm-hmm. so eights yeah. are amazing power uh, people and Laurie my wife's born on January 8th and that's where she is Right now, where we're talking, she's giving a presentation to, I don't know, 50 people, I guess, on how mm. to become an engaged team to solve this problem of building this new school. So, oh,
1: nice. Yeah,
3: we're just having a fun time using our energy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I bet. So,
3: so the then nine,
1: nine, right.
3: Yeah, the nine is what they call the humanitarian. And according to numerology, if you have a nine birth path or power number, It indicates that you're a very old soul, and my research has shown that if you've ever had any past life readings, you will discover that you have been royalty in one or more of those lifetimes, Mm. Mm, and oftentimes I will ask, do you sense that or believe it? And many people at least come to the Oropalooza have had past life readings. And they oh yeah, I was queen mm-hmm. of this and I was the king of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, wow, okay. So because you were royalty in one of those lifetimes, the nine energy says, well, I'm entitled to have people wait on me and help me now. I shouldn't have to work that hard. And the nine I, I'm energy... I'm
1: because that's Look, what my, my husband is. is.
3: Oh, there you go. <laughs> That explains with, so much. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so uh, uh, what what happens with that is the nines that nine energy has come here to enjoy this this lifetime, but not work so hard, not get mm. to the point where you've got to put in so many extra hours.
0: Mhm,
3: mhm. One of the challenges I have found with the nine energy is that it's hard for people that carry that energy to focus for a very long time. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
3: And they'll say, "Well, I don't know. I like daydreaming." <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the challenge part of it is, if you can't focus, you're working extra hard to get something done during the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, he's a musicologist, and so all of that gets channeled into that expansion of understanding and and you know working with music. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And, so okay. Okay. So go ahead. Then I have a question about then when we come to the month of 10, like how that would impact us as one, because here we're at a month again, that's a one, right?
3: Right. Right. We are.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So to just reiterate a little bit about the nine energy. Mm-hmm. They excel at music or drama or art or that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. they like that higher vibration.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. And and if a nine says, yeah, I do have a hard time focusing, I will encourage them to get a hematite necklace. Mm. Hema, mm-hmm. Hematite has a lot of iron in it,
1: mm. and it mm-hmm. allows
3: their spirit to be connected to their body for longer periods of time.
1: Mm. I actually have a hematite necklace.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. here's the crazy thing. The nine energy is so used to being a free spirit that it doesn't like to be on the planet that much,
0: mm, that mm-hmm. necklace,
3: if if I ask them to wear it every day for the next 30 days, I will let them know it'll probably break or you'll lose it within two to three weeks.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: Because huh. the energy of the body and the spirit says, get this off of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I will get emails and texts Quite frequently. Yep, it broke. (laughs) (laughs) So your question of uh, uh, the the ninth month, uh, October.
1: Yeah, the 10th, yeah.
3: And with October, uh, you've got the zero there. And Mm -hmm. the zero in numerology represents a couple things. It represents uh, beginnings and endings, uh, all that can be, and the energy of God.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: So in October, we typically spend October, November, December doing more of our purposeful work or at least thinking about it
0: mm-hmm.
3: because now we've got some double numbers and that's working in this world and the spirit world.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And when I look back at the, oh gosh, six out of the eight companies I've started and owned, coincidentally... All of them started in October. Oh,
0: interesting.
3: Hmm. That until twenty-five years ago, and I've had companies for the last forty-some years. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Hmm.
3: So it's very interesting how we, as a spirit, as a living in a human body, our spirit knows there's a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. Intuitively, we follow it. And so when I look at a person's full chart and that's what I call a full reading where I use three different programs, uh, my program, the uh, professional program for numerology, and there's another unique program called the destiny cards.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: That's using regular playing cards because they've got numbers on them (laughs) and they've got uh, different um, meanings with the clubs, diamonds,
1: Mm -hmm. I've done that reading Mm -hmm. with you yeah Yes, Mm -hmm. and
3: Mm -hmm. those help get it closer to what area of your life you're working on Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: so a full reading is like you've done with me gives the person all this perspective for next 12-15 months Mm -hmm. what I Mm -hmm. like about numerology when I've got a few skeptics I'll start with let's take a look at your path what happened in this timeline from birth to age 25 or was this going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 35 to 45. Yep. And and if I can go back into the past, showing them what the numbers are telling me, and then look forward into the future, maybe that could be coming too. Mm -hmm. So the past gives them the evidence and the skepticism says, well, you know, it's possible instead of Mm -hmm. that's crazy.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Nice.